Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Anthony, aka Rasta, and this is Get Right Fantasy Football, where we're getting your lineups right, heading into week nine, getting those waiver wire ads in to help fill out those holes to get you this win this week, or maybe help you set up your team for the rest of the season. Either way, it's going to be a great show. I have Dustin, Frank, and myself. We're getting together. Great talks as always. Even get a little gentleman's bet in there. Those are always fun. So without any further ado, let's roll our sleeves up and get to work. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. Another, like always, crazy week of football. Um, Just finished week eight. Want to be 2020 if we weren't dealing with tons of injuries. Um, have some kind of resurgences of a lot of a lot of people that have been out. We got a lot of people coming back. Um, can't wait to cover a lot of information. Anthony, do you, what was what was your biggest takeaway um, from Week Eight? Is there anything that stood out to you? Um, any major changes that you think? Yeah, one of the biggest things for me um, was the the reemergence, I guess, or unemergence of, uh, of Swift over in Detroit. They just seemed to uh, have been giving him the backfield, uh, last week, they just resorted right back to, you know, Peterson getting right back in there again. Just the uncertainty there with, uh, that backfield, um, was kind of one of my bigger takeaways of the week. Yeah. He did not have a, uh, he, he did not hit our projections of uh, last week. I know we talked about him pretty highly. Um, Frank, did anything really stand out to you? Is anything uh, major changes, anything that you feel you could take away from uh, week eight? Well, uh, I think on the 49ers, man. Uh, yeah. Having the QB go down, but, uh, you know, they do got uh, Tevin Coleman coming back, which is going to make their backfield a little bit more muddy to figure out who's the guy that's going to get get it because Jerry McKinnon's actually getting some touches. I think he got a touchdown, didn't he? Uh, and, um, you know, just that whole situation there. Who's going to be the next man up over there, you know, as far as quarterback? Do you, do you trust any of the wide receivers going forward? You know, does the offense still continue to churn? Because they've been plug and play with all these players, but what's going to happen, you know, in the next couple of weeks, really? Is that going to continue success, or are they going to take a turn for the worst, just like Dallas with losing the quarterback, then you lose your backup, and now you're, you know, you're struggling. Yeah, and we have seen all three of the 49ers quarterbacks play this year. Yeah, between the Cowboys and the Niners, you kind of hit it. Some major injuries on both sides. I mean, again, just like Frank said, I'm probably getting away from the Niners' offense at this point altogether, except for maybe IU, but – at this point, uh, they have nothing going on. And I had just traded Mike Evans for George Kittle, too. So that's kind of a blow. I'm kind of at a loss for words there. <laughs> so I just traded to get uh, Mostert. Uh, I mean, are you saying stay away from him, too? I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't I don't know. Who knows what's going to go on? You know, their defense is in shambles. Their offense is in shambles at this point. You just kind of have to wait. You just traded away Quan Alexander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't want to jump to it. Henry Ruggs is somebody uh, watching replays. He got a touchdown stolen from him this week. Um, and I'd just like to bring that up because sometimes there's a lot of missed points. Yeah, so we got a lot of people that just read stats 
and it's not necessarily showing everything. It's not showing when Lamar Jackson is breaking a 30 and 40 yard run for a touchdown and it's getting pulled back. So shows that there's still life in some of these guys. The numbers may not be there. Um, Frank, is there anybody that kind of stands out to you um, moving forward? Would, would you be willing to give us kind of a sleeper of the week? Um, somebody you feel is going to have a, 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 an excellent week next week that we should be targeting? Well, I think that everybody's – I was on Jordan Wilkins, Indiana's running back. It seemed like he was getting some carries now. And as you know, running backs are scarce. <laughs> they are. Uh, so, you know, it's always, it's always you know, running back game. So, I mean, whoever, you know, you, you take a chance on a, on a guy like that uh, to you know, make sure you, you know, again, get that depth in the running back because they seem to be going down, you know, fast and furious nowadays. But I do want to give shout out to uh, Dalvin Cook, though, for coming back and just tearing it up. I mean, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> what a week. What a, what a comeback a game. Winner. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a that's a league winner type dude right there. So, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, Wilkins, probably uh, top waiver at, I think. Yeah, and sticking with that uh, running back position, um, what about uh, DJ Dallas? You know, we weren't sure oh, what yeah, was going to happen with that Seattle backfield. Uh, with Hyde ended up being a, a scratch, uh, of course, Carson being a scratch. There was rumblings late that he might even be active. And uh, sure enough, they just uh, gave it to um, they gave it to Dallas. And uh, he ended up with, I think, uh, 17, 15 to 17 points, something like that, and depending on whatever scoring you're playing at. Uh, yeah, he also had a questionable touchdown. Stopped at the, uh, the one-inch line. That's right. So, I mean, he almost got it. He almost got a few more points there. Even bigger day. Yeah, another one of those almost touchdowns. So, 18 carries, not great on the ground at 41 yards, but he did have that rushing touchdown and then added uh, uh, five catches on five receptions, which those in the PPR league, you know, that's huge. Only 17 yards, but again, five receptions is nice. And another touchdown, you know, like we said, that almost touchdown, they could have had three touchdowns on the day. So, again, if you can get the running back, if you know which running back it's going to be in Seattle, you know, that that's going to be a good week for you. Yeah, I mean, but those are, you know, you got to let everybody know, those are always seem to be uh, a week-by-week week streamer almost over there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you're kind of fucking streaming who's who's the next guy up and do you put him in or you, do you really have that need? Is that what you're really going for for – when we plug in, then yeah, you're that's the kind of guy you want to get. So yeah. If you're looking for the long term guys, you know what I mean? I think that's not him, obviously, and other people like him because you know they're not going to be the, the, the long term guy, but those are excellent choices for you know waiver uh, by weeks or replacements or just you know having injuries on your team. Shoot, so if you could get those guys on your team, that's excellent, you know what I mean? Yeah, and what's with you know Gio Bernard scoring you know, more than what Mixon even produces when he's in. It's the same line. It's the same offense, same, you know, rest of the pieces around him. But he seems to put up, you know, 15 to 20 points whenever Mixon's in there, he's putting up seven or eight points. You know, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. So, honestly. With, I've never understood that about, five, about any coaching staff. I would hold him. I, I wouldn't drop Bernard. I don't understand. I've never understood it why uh... – uh, staff or coaching just doesn't put in the better guy that actually has the hotter hand. Like if they do the hotter hand type thing, like you don't see that he's a better player, but maybe he, you know, I think he's had injuries in the past and I think that that's why they limited his, his, you know, touches, but he's never been the number one guy. It seems he's always been the backup guy, you know, we're smarter than the coaches. Um, that's why we're paid to do what we do. That's why we're here right now. 
So <laughs> we're going to give our insight and we're going to let them know when they're wrong. So they need to do a little more digging. Another situation similar to that, um, a lot of people are going to be dealing with Devontae Freeman. Um, obviously, we all want to hold running backs. Then you got Gallman. We've talked about this quite a few times. Uh, but we're going to go into that same situation where there's going to be some sort of transition. What do you guys make of that? Pass. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> pass. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather go back and talk about Fran- San Francisco. <laughs> like, seriously. Nah, hey, but Gallman's, Gallman's uh, his name's in the running, man. Some people need running Wait, back. Wayne Gallman's actually running pretty good, pretty good over there in the Giants. I, I don't see why they would like go away from him. But they probably will. They'll probably go away from him. They're the Giants. Whatever they can do to lose a game, they will do it. Um, felt like they kind of, they kind of got robbed. They actually played a really good game against the Buccaneers. So I'll give them that. Uh, just again, not enough. They got they got stopped. Needed that two point conversion. Should have got the ball out a second earlier. Possible pass interference, or we could have been looking at overtime and more fantasy points, which could have won me my uh, one of my matches where I lost by one point. So that's too bad. Yeah, it sucks to suck, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was obviously another huge injury. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be, but Galladay seemed to go out pretty early, kind of hurt a lot of people. Uh, moving forward, is this something are we looking at a Marvin Jones? So far, they said he's week to week. So he's a – you don't know if he's playing or not playing that week, and what are you going to get from the guy that is possibly injured and won't play the rest of the game? Uh, his confidence level has dropped. I mean, I mean, Anthony was trying to trade for trade him for me to get him, but yeah. I don't think he's wants him anymore. So it's like, oh, what, are you, what are you going to do with the guy? Yeah, do you no, pick I'll up the backup? Uh, you know, I would probably take up the, pick up the backup, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, we'll, we'll get to that trade, Frank. I, def, I definitely want to work that out. Um, but honestly, what I think <laughs> it, it means is a bump to Hawkinson um, in the short term. Uh, we saw him, uh, I think, get 10 targets, uh, you know, once Galladay left. So I think he's definitely involved more. Uh, we had a Marvin Hall sighting. Uh, he came out of nowhere for a four yeah. catcher for 113 yards. So, you know, that was nice. And I'd have to assume that that would have been Galladay. Um, those are Galladay's catches and targets if he would have stayed in the game. And, yeah, for sure. you know, Marvin Jones has three catches for 39 yards and two of those three catches were touchdowns. So I would have to assume at least one of those probably would have went to Galladay as well. So to me, at that least shows you, you know, what Galladay means to this offense and even my boy down here, Danny Amendola, had three catches for 54 yards. Uh, still Is that more than Des Bryant? On the reg. So. <laughs> was, was that hey, was that more than Des Bryant? It was. It was, for the record. Uh, but, again, to come out of nowhere and put up four catches for 113 yards. You know, we've had, you know, guys that are involved in offenses of this year that haven't even had a 113-yard game. You know, I don't think Juju's had a 113-yard game this year yet. So, you know. If anybody could do it, they would. And so you don't just get 113 yards, I think, by accident on four catches. So um, I'd take a look at this kid. You know, I'm going to have to go back and watch the tape and really see if he might be worth it at. Is there anybody else, maybe a plug-and-play that you guys see this week if somebody's quarterback's on a bye? Uh, anybody that you guys are targeting? Ooh. I got one. You guys want my sleeper QB of the week? Go ahead. Man. Yeah, let's hear it. 
I'm going Drew Luck. Yeah, you want to hear my stats that? behind that? Yeah, what was with that? So what happens is quarterbacks on horrible teams have to throw the ball all game long. And that's what I'm looking for. Makes Those sense. are all my stats behind it. And I also I just have a feeling. <laughs> that was it. I like it. I was waiting for some crazy stats. And it's just that. I, I like it. Keep it simple. Just If your defense sucks, you're going to throw. It's that Matt Stafford effect, right? Exactly. You can be that the strongest arm in the league. Yeah. Hey. If your name's Matt, you probably have a terrible defense, and you should, uh, you're should. you probably going to be throwing yeah. for 300 yards in the NFL. Which, hey, Matt Ryan is the leading, uh, leading in yards this year, right? I think so. Something like that. <laughs> that is funny. Everybody get Matt a defense. Exactly. Somebody get mad at me. <laughs> so, I, I did skip this one when we were talking about receivers. Uh, Corey Davis, AJ Brown's getting a lot of the attention. Um, he be out there if he hasn't already got picked up. I definitely would pick him up above. I, I'll say like a Jalen Rager. Well, I I picked up Jalen Rager, and I, I you know I've seen some really good things out of him. He got his touchdown in. Uh, he got some. Good looks. Uh, he missed a couple passes, but I mean, hey, first game back, so I, you know, I'm happy to have him, and I'll probably be dropping Higgins. Uh, Higgins, he he didn't per- perform well at all, which is another guy that was a pickup yeah. because of uh, OBJ going down, and we really didn't do much. But then again, maybe it was just the first game, and you know, the next game and going forward, he might be better. But Rager, on the other hand, he's you could tell that he's got uh, on the offense that he's with. They. Didn't have a true number one. Went to throwing it all over the place. So it's, yeah, they it's a don't good have scenario. a number one quarterback over there. <laughs> <laughs> Not a number one right receiver. It's a true number one, and I think that they're you know they're going to do. It's going to work out better for them. I think that's uh, having just guys that are available for him to throw to. You know what I mean? Instead of having to force it to one guy. Yeah, and I and think maybe with Miles Sanders, it opens it up a, a little bit more. Well, and I think another thing too, getting back to the whole Corey Davis um, thing as well. You know, again, he had eight catches for 128 yards and a touchdown, while A.J. Brown um, only had four catches for 24 yards and a touchdown, uh, which by his standards was a was a quiet game. And I think a big reason for that is, like you said, you know, something you really got to start watching out here for here, especially in the back half of the season where, you know, people are starting to fight for playoff spots. You know, teams now that they're getting scouting reports are going to start taking away uh, these teams as first options. So you really have to start taking a look at these number two receivers. You know, we all know why Juju was such a big name, and that was because he was opposite of Antonio Brown for so many years. So when he's putting up those giant numbers, he's going to get the coverage. So you really have to, you know, look at that. And some of these number t- number twos are going to, you know, get the work and get the looks. And, you know, they're going to say, we're going to make the number two beat us and not the number one. So, you know, look out for those, you know, Christian Kirks, you know, opposite of the DeAndre Hopkins. You know, you want to look at the, you know, Brandon Cooks's, you know, opposite of the Will Fuller's, you know, whoever's going to eventually be opposite, you know, Devontae Adams over there. Hey, so what about Antonio Brown coming out as a number three? Yeah, exactly. You know, then you got that going on. So. You know, again, you just kind of, you know, you really want to look at those, you know, situations there. 
you know, especially when that number one is going to be facing like the Rams against the Jalen Ramsey or against the Packers with the Jair Alexander. You know, we saw, you know, all those Thielen owners this week. We saw Jair Alexander, you know, take another number one target just completely out of the game. You know, so you really have to pay attention to these uh, quarterback uh, wide receiver matchups. Um, week in and week out so that you can really hamper your expectations um, for your guy. You know, again, we saw Patrick Peterson just two weeks ago uh, wipe out DK Metcalf, you know, but then we saw Tyler Lockett blow up for four touchdowns. So, you know, then the next game they roll some coverage to Lockett and Metcalf goes off for almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. So, And one last guy is uh, Mike Williams, who still has a pretty low ownership percentage, Um, you know, uh, he's been playing pretty well, and Justin Herbert's, you know, slinging that that ball. Pittsburgh Steelers. We know they got three, at least five, receivers over there. Who are we going uh-huh. with this week? The merry-go-round. Is there anybody that you're sitting, starting? Deontay Johnson dropped a goose egg. Uh, sure did. You know, you just got to, you know, start the guy and you know pray for the best. Honestly, if you have him on your team, if you know, if anything, you could uh, try to trade him up for somebody that you know is a more reliable starter if you could. I mean, they definitely got a favorable matchup this week. As hurtful as that is for me to say, they are playing Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Anthony so, feeling the same I mean, way about that? Yeah, I mean, you know what to okay, do. Okay, so again, and the I feel we keep covering these topics because things are changing so quick. Cowboys now with um, Giant Ben DiNucci. We got Amari Cooper. We got Michael Gallup. We got C.D. Lamb. I'm seeing some of these guys being dropped. Um, Amari, I mean, they're trying to trade me Amari Cooper for next to nothing nowadays. What are we doing there? Are you guys? Are any of these guys considered holds, stashes? Um, are we starting? What What are you guys taking on this, Frank? You want to take it? Uh, I think that you're still holding. I think this is a hold, uh, you know, All let three Dalton of them? get back. Yeah. Um, they're, I, I still got like six points out of uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, I know Gallup, I think he got a touchdown this last game. Um, and, um, you know, it just it, – it, I think it's a hold. You know, I think Cooper, Cooper didn't have much showing on that one, but, you know – they could be better once the, the you know the defenses get a little bit better. I think it's just a hold. You're not going to get anything from, and you you're going to just drop them and get what? What are you going to get better than them? You know what I mean? That's kind of like the way I look at it too. Is if I want to drop them, am I going to improve on the position or not? You know what I mean? Because well, if you don't need to necessarily drop them, then why? Right. Well, let me ask you this. You know, are you going to drop CD Lamb for, um, let's say a, a Jalen Rager? Are you going to drop? Drop Michael Gallup for Jalen Rager. I mean, these are the questions, you know, that are coming up. You know, these are the guys that are coming off of IR, you know, that you got to make room for. You know, the Dallas Goddards, the, you know, the Jalen Ragers, you know, we got Christian McCaffrey coming back soon. You know, who are you dropping off of your team right now to make room for these guys that are worth a better spot now that they're coming back? You know, so I think trade, 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 man. That's what I say. (laughs) I mean, obviously, right? That's always your go-to first. But if you can't and you need to make a move and it's between putting a waiver claim in for one of these guys or letting them go to a different manager, you know, you just need to get off of that train. You know, the biggest problem I think people have in fantasy football is holding on for too long. You know, I'd rather get off a week early than a week late, you know. Preach. Preach. You know, that can be the difference between you winning your league or not. 
you know? So sometimes you just have to make those tough drops, you know? Um, like I had to drop, you know, Moss um, for um, Damian Harris a couple weeks ago because I couldn't wait around for Moss to, to get going. And, and Damian Harris was coming back off of IR and I had originally drafted him, but then they, he went on IR right away. Um, so again, I, I believed in him more and, you know, look at me turning out 200 yard games out of his last three starts. So, um, you know, granted Moss had a big week this week, but that was only one and he's still splitting, you know, splitting carries, so to speak. Um, so again, it just, you know, depends on your situation, but I think those guys are definitely a drop. Um, again, you know, you're not just dropping them for no reason. Um, but I think, you know, some of these guys you could take a look at, you know, long-term, you know, the Jalen Ragers and, um, Corey Davis. And, uh, yeah. The Corey Davises and these kind of guys, you can absolutely drop the Dallas players for now. It's not worth holding on to the only one worth holding on to. I'm sorry. We lost you there. The only one worth holding on to is who is Zeke. You want me to say oh. it one more time? Zeke. Hey, one more time. <laughs> See, that's... On the back. <laughs> hey, that's, he's, he's, my not next he's just a hold. I would, hey, I, don't, maybe... I don't think you can confidently and... start him yet. But speaking, I think you can confidently buy him at his lowest possible value right now. Um, speak, speaking of Zeke, a trade was denied today for they were trading Zeke, asking for uh, Miles Gaskin in Miami, and there was a decline. Ooh, Miles Gaskin so, for Zeke. I'll take yeah. Gaskins. Oh, exactly. Uh, so that's why that person de- declined it. He kept Gaskins yeah. over Zeke. That's about where I'd be at. And yeah, but I mean, it's pretty season. obvious there's a bunch of cowboy haters, and not everybody in the world is right, you know. So <laughs> I hope Definitely I still hope the best for Miles Gaskins, but I hope the worst for that owner. I'll Definitely. just put that on record. Definitely. Okay, so another one. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> from our Dallas podcast um, with Gardner being out. Where did where does this put a? Uh, where does this put everybody? You know, I mean, where's where's Chark at? What are we doing with James Robinson? Uh, a lot of changes, I think, personally. Do you guys think it's going to have a big effect moving forward? Yeah, I think um, – I mean, I think the stock for James Robinson actually goes up a little more um, because, obviously, I think they're going to, you know, kind of ball control. I think, naturally, DJ Chark is going to take a little bit of a hit here. But at the same token, Minshew kind of had some weird little relationship going on with Chark anyway. So depending it on who is. comes in, whether it's Mike Glennon um, or what's his name, something Lund or something like that, I don't even know. Um, but whoever it is, if they come in and, you know, they know they just need to get DJ Chark the ball and that's what the coaches are going to say and, you know, that's what they're going to scheme, then, you know, I think, you know, he definitely could be worth it because, again, their defense isn't great. You know, like we talked about, you want quarterbacks and you want offensive pieces that are going to have to throw to catch up. Um, or to stay in a game. So as far as game script goes, he's in a positive position. And now it's just a matter of, you know, can Glennon or the other guy be competent and actually get him the ball um, and let him make plays like he made last year. You know, Minshew was able to take those shots with him last year. Chark hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, And again, he had some connection with Cole. You know, he was putting up points here these last couple weeks. So again, I think you just want to know how it goes. Does this guy got a mustache? <laughs> I have no idea what even it looks like. He could walk past me down the street, and I wouldn't even know. <laughs> That's most NFL players, right? Um, Frank, you kind of feel the same thing? Okay, you got I'm, any sleepers? 
I'm looking for the I'm looking for the uh, lineup over here. What's the guy's name? Jake Luton. L- yeah, L- see, I knew it started with an L. Yeah, so that's the other guy. Mike Lennon's probably yeah. going to get the start. He'll be the backup, I'd imagine. Uh, I would say James Robinson's probably going to be the beneficiary because they're going to go more run heavy. You know, what I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, but a lot more blitzes you know, when you see these quarterbacks coming out of nowhere. Defenses love scheming on them, so I guess I'll go opposite with you guys on this one. Well, I would say Keelan Cole, Keelan Cole was probably the one that's going to suffer the most because he was the wide receiver three. He was the up and coming one. You know, uh, Lavisca Chenault wasn't doing too much either, so I think it's going to hurt all the wide receivers. Obviously, yeah. No, I agree, and I think when that kind of stuff happens, kind of like you'll see um, in other games, stack the box, take away the run. That's how they get rid of these uh, huge running backs. So if you guys are up for it, I wanted to kind of get into a Q&A, which we did last show. Um, came out pretty cool. These are from our millions of viewers around the world. Um, <laughs> do you guys have anything that you guys wanted uh, one thing I actually before we get to that, did we see somebody lose their job tonight? R.I.P. Rojo. He uh, he fumbled that ball. We know Arians hates that, and basically as soon as that happened, and it wasn't even his fault. The ball was tipped at the line. He makes an incredible play to just get down on his knees and do this crazy, you know, split catch to catch the ball. Gets up somehow. Most of us can't even get up like that. And then the guy just hits the ball right out of his hands. And uh, to me, it was definitely a fumble. But I don't think he saw the field really after that. Decent runs. There wasn't a lot of holes. I mean, it's not like Fournette was running all over the place and and, and scoring, you know, just getting tons of yardage. It wasn't like that. But obviously, with the the fumble, they just sat him, and that was it. And then it was Fournette show, uh, you know. I don't know if I would say that it's over for him just yet, but I mean, it's going to probably be a timeshare going forward for sure. And I think it's going to continue to be that way. If we had, yeah. if we, if you had Rojo and Fournette going into Sunday and those, that was the only guy you you could start, which one, you know, who are you putting in over the other? I think you have to go Fournette. So I'd rather see one more week to see what happens. Fair enough. Then I could say, yeah. Yeah. You know enough. what I mean? Then I could say, yeah, it's going to be this guy or that guy going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so beware. Some of these questions were written before. No, no, no. Actually, real quick, I think you just barely slightly mentioned it. Antonio Brown, he'll be that'll be the next game in, right? I mean, we should probably mention him or discuss that. Okay, it's time now. Again, what I was saying, um, some of these players we have talked about. um, These were questions that were submitted to us prior to the show, but let's jump into it. Our user has to drop one of these three guys, Boston Scott, Mike Davis, or Rashard Higgins. Boston Scott. Yeah. I don't think Boston Scott has a role once Miles Sanders comes back, whereas I think based on the team and who Christian McCaffrey is to that team, being the face of the franchise, I think you keep Davis a week longer or two than you would need to keep Boston Scott. And 50% of McCaffrey is uh, 90% better than half of exactly. out here. Boston Scott. Okay, so the next one. I got to pick one of these guys up. Damian Harris or Zach Moss? Cool. Frankie, who you got on that one? Damian Harris or Zach Moss? I'm biased. I'm taking I'm Harris. I'll go with Harris. Ooh, look at that. We agree, huh? Yeah. 
Going with Harris? In a standard yeah. league. Hey, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I'm going Zach Moss. I'm buying heavy on Zach Moss, guys. He's the future. Um, kind of some Anthony said, too. Once they get to these snow games and they're going back and forth, we're going to have a running show over there. Yeah. Okay, so that leads me to my next one. You guys both chose Damian Harris. So, Damian Harris, or am I picking up Wilkins? Damian Harris. That was a aberration game. There it is again. Yeah, Harris for sure. Yeah. And on Harris, is, just here's a fun little stat. In the four games this season, he has two 100-yard rushings and more than uh, five yards per carry average. Okay. So that's why you go with that guy. I like it, okay. I like it Frankie. Back it up with stats, like a real analyst. Shout out to everybody that played it safe and didn't play Dalvin Cook this week. <laughs> Who wanted to give him one more week? I had somebody sit locking on his four touchdown game. I told him I was yeah. gonna give him a shout out, but Yikes. yeah. Okay. Who who's the one to have for the rest of the season? Drake or Edmonds? What do you think, Frankie? I'm biased here because I, I own one of those guys. You know, it's 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 again the committee, so you're you're never gonna know. Yeah. Um I would have said Edmonds heading into the buy, but based on the reports that came out today of them saying that his ankle injury wasn't as serious as they thought, and he might actually be back and ready to play uh, this week. I'd probably start Drake, believe it or not. But again, I'm a little biased because I have. I like it. Okay, so rest of the season, who would you rather have? Teddy Bridgewater or Big Ben? I'd try to trade for Herbert. Big Ben. I'd say Big Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'd say give me Big Ben. Okay. So we're coming down to the end of it. Now I got to are you flexing with it question. Nice. J.K. Dobbins, Robbie Anderson. Ooh. If you could tell me Mark Ingram's not going to ever touch the ball again and Gus Edwards is going to be out for a couple weeks to let Dobbins have a chance to take over, I'd say give me Dobbins. But that's a lot of stuff that has to, has to go right. Right, <laughs> week to week here. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, a lot of things happen in a week, and if you follow the podcast, you'll know. Please, just things change. They change in a week. <laughs> it was all good just a week ago. Yeah, that's all bad. Last question, guys. <laughs> and this is somebody we haven't talked about either. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. Same question. Wrap it up. Last question of the night. Who you rather have for the entire year? Who's closing it out for you going into playoffs? Frank? I'll go with Jacobs. Sanders. Right. The question is the rest of the year, and I think Anthony's saying it like he's a, a walk-in to playoffs. Is that – where where are you in the standings? I mean, because you're, you're talking from a, a first-place perspective right well, here. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm in second place in both of our leagues, but, yeah. So, okay. Again, if it was if okay. it was my actual team with my setup that I have now, if I was trying to trade, if I was trying to trade and target one of these running backs to get them on my team for the rest of the year, I would go after Sanders, and I think I could get him a little cheaper right now because he is hurt. So another reason why I would take Sanders, he's actually more realistic you could get right now versus Jacobs because I'm sure that Sanders owner is hurting and needing a win now, and someone in first or second place like myself can go sweep a guy like that and have them ready for the playoffs. 
I, I do agree. Need, that. I don't need to win. I do agree with that because the guy's hurt, and you could probably trade for him and get him cheap now versus trying to go for a Robinson that's producing for somebody, and they're going to be like, "What am I going to do without these points?" Right. You know, I do agree with that. That yeah, you could probably get Sanders for cheaper. You could try to get Sanders from somebody that you know has him and he hasn't been played the last few games and yada yada yada. So yeah, you're right. At that point, you can reach out for him. You got the bye week coming up and all that. So they've been, you know, without him for three games. So that person's probably maybe struggling. You had me after Anthony. You're right. So I'm going to go ahead and move on. <laughs> well, I, I, you're right about trading for him. <laughs> Not for the rest of the season. But. All right, guys. Well, hey, I want to thank you hey, again for uh... – Let's keep keep track of the points. Let's keep track of the points between these two guys. <laughs> Sanders and Robinson for, like for, for the rest of the season. This is even scores more. Yeah, yeah. Let's put a bet on this let's one. Go, I got you. I'll okay. go with Robinson over Sanders. Rest of the season, who has more points? Barring injury. Yeah, of course, no injuries. But Either I mean, way, that yeah. kind of plays into it because yeah. assuming. Well, but I'm let's face it: you can't score points week. if you're not in the game. Right. I'm assuming he's coming back this week, and as long as they both stay healthy or at least play the same number of games. By the rest of the season, Gentlemen's I say bet. he outscores him. All so right. I take All it. Right. Put it on the board. Gentlemen, put bet. it on the board. <laughs> put it up there. Yeah, next to our Des Bryant watch and our uh, our Geo watch. Actually, that one I got to get paid off on already. So, okay, awesome. Hey, I couldn't ask for a better way to end the show than with my favorite part, the gentleman's bet. We'll follow up on this, guys. At the end of the year, we're going to keep track of all of our gentlemen's bets that we got going on yeah, right let's now. let's see where we're at, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, great show. We're going to do a dollar tally count on the mic uh, or on the screen. Mike, go ahead and get that in for us. Um, <laughs> with those graphics. Frank, thanks for being on the show. Do you any shout-outs? Oh, well, yeah. We wanted to cover that shout-out for, you know, yeah. I want to give it to Anthony. No, he's got the shout-out. All right, go ahead, so we're gonna, we got the shout-outs this week. <laughs> Uh, we got we got a, actually a, a couple different shout outs here. The first shout out is to our man Balzac um, and Hooray Beer. He was our 0-7 guy getting his first win of the year this week. Okay. So we, we had our 0 for guy finally get on the board, get off the schneid. He's been listening to the he show. He must have been listening to the show because something happened there um, at, at the betterment of uh, – uh, one of our other uh, other managers here, Neanderthal Ball, who uh, took a big hit. He uh, started Nelson Aguilar, gave him zero. Blankenship, who gave him one. And, um, you know, he basically got DK Metcalf, it looked like here. So, um, nice. yeah, so it looks like uh, that was a tough loss. But our boy uh, Balzac getting up on the board. And uh, okay. shout out to uh, Mike Pizzo, um, taking over first place in Hooray Beer. Take out uh, Rug Thug 209 to, re- to cl- uh, hold on to that. We had the battle of the number one and number two, uh, six and one teams going at it this week. And uh, we had one prevail. So he'll now move to seven and one. Uh, while Rug Thug tied <laughs> to six and two, tied with myself at six and two. So a, a two way uh, second place, but I think I have him in points. So Mr. Second Place is right where he belongs. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Rug Thug 209, though, still holding it down with the first place spot in uh, Rock Stompers. Uh, mm-hmm. Just killing it there, seven and one. Just my man Rug Thug has only taken three losses between our two leagues all year. Just killing them. Yeah. So shout out to them. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to do a cheesy one. 
<laughs> I just started looking at some of the leagues. Anthony, I told you, uh, I believe earlier, maybe, maybe I didn't, but Nicole, my wife, we thought she lost. She was down by 0.75. I just looked at it again. They did the corrections. Oh, um, she now won by a point. She's sleeping, has no clue, thinks she lost the match. She's going to be excited tomorrow. Nice. I'll give her her shout out. For that. Nice. Way to go. Sis. Unexpected. Way to go, sis. I didn't get the me- I didn't get the correction that I was looking for <laughs> in my other leagues, so I still lost by that point. Oh. But hey, it happened. Man. Oh yeah, and shout out to Frank. I beat Frank, so we're one and one now. He beat me last week. I came back and beat him this week. So the, ne- the saga yeah. continues. Yeah, the next time we, the next time we meet, it might mean something. So we'll see. Yeah, it might be playoff time. Yeah, so our our, our bragging rights are at a standstill right now at a stalemate. I love it, guys. I love it. Again, thank you guys uh, uh, both for giving us your time, giving us your insight, knowledge. We know there's a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that not everybody gets to see. We appreciate it. We look forward to the next show. Um, Thank you guys again. All right, sounds good. Always love doing it, guys. Take care. Man, that was an awesome episode. Just want to say thanks to Dustin and Frank for taking the time to come talk fantasy football with me. We do this three nights a week. Our next episode is going to be our week nine buy, sell, trade, where we're discussing our trade targets and, of course, more Q&A. We love answering your guys' questions. So send them in to us. Get them to us. We'll put them on the show. So until next time, we can roll those sleeves down because I'm out.